Funky Friday Sports Talk rolls into hour two of about eight hours of Illinois coverage. Still to come to you here tonight. Got Illinois volleyball, Illinois basketball, got football tomorrow. Evan Con here with you for the next hour. We'll chat with Bob Osmussen. Get the world according to him a little later on here with me, Matt Daniels, editor of the sports pages of the News Gazette. I got to be honest, I'm still catching my breath from that speed walk, and I am out of shape. I, I went and got my coffee a little too late, and I worked too hard getting that coffee. It's all so. right, Evan. You're uh, you're just got to pace yourself for a, a long, well, get in long, shape. long night, early morning. Are you going to sleep here at the station? Tonight? I should. I probably should have. Yeah. But no, we'll we'll take the little journey back home and get a get a wink of sleep, and then we'll be back for for football pregame. And I just said earlier this week, after you know these eight p.m. tips just keep coming, and, and we're going to get used to them. But I, I had decided that I wasn't going to drink coffee after five o'clock because then I end up staying up until mm-hmm. you know two three a.m. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's an 8.30 tip tonight, so if we're, I'm, if we're gonna, lucky. If we're lucky. That's right. Virginia Baylor tip off at 6 p.m. over at T-Mobile Arena in uh, sunny Las Vegas right now, <laughs> and uh, it's cold and dark and what, 24, 25 degrees here in Champaign, but yeah, then Illinois hopefully tips off at 8.30. I'm thinking more likely 8.47, <laughs> 8 maybe if we're, we're lucky, so uh, yeah, it'll be uh, another late night, and I don't know what to do on Sunday with Illinois basketball playing sometime in the afternoon, either at 2 or 4.30. That's just unheard of because we get right back into it next Friday night with an 8 p.m. tip against <laughs> Lindenwood the day after Thanksgiving here in Champaign. So just keeps on coming. So hopefully you guys like caffeine or you can stay up on your own because we're going to be up late tonight and a lot of nights ahead. Illinois-UCLA, as Matt said, around 8.30 we'll have pregame over on WHMS as we'll carry the volleyball game here and. We'll dive into that. I, we've got football going on as well. At one time, thought maybe this was a, a battle for that last college football playoff spot, but uh, oh, how things have changed in three weeks. Yeah, it was shaping up to be that way when uh, November rolled around, and here we sit uh, 18 days into the month, and there's a completely different narrative on, on Illinois football right now. And Michigan's still rolling along, sitting at 10-0, and and uh, when the, the schedule came out and this, this game popped on there, and the timing of it, you just, I just kind of thought, okay, this might be a this might be a trap game for Michigan because mm-hmm. it's right before they play the game uh, against Ohio State next Saturday, and uh, I don't know. It, Illinois football is just kind of it's hard to get a read on uh, on them right now. Uh, obviously, a lot going on with uh, the program and uh, all the best wishes to, to Brett Bielma and his family as they deal with the uh, untimely passing of his mother Marilyn earlier on on Thursday morning and. I'm sure he'll be coaching with a heavy heart on on Saturday at at Michigan Stadium, and it's gonna be a tough game for the Illini. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan's really good. They're they're ten and zero, seven and zero in the Big Ten. There's a reason they're the number three team in the Associated Press top twenty five and in the College Football Playoff ranking. Got a really good defense, solid quarterback in JJ McCarthy, really good running back in in Blake Corum, and Illinois. Just I don't know some of the some of the issues that have popped up in the last two games are little concerning mm-hmm. uh, I think we were all kind of waiting to see if this start was for real and again it, it all comes down to the the timing of it because if you and I would have been talking in August and we would have said okay 
uh, less than a week before Thanksgiving, Illinois football is going to be seven and three. <laughs> we probably would have fallen out of our chairs in surprise, but again, it's just the two straight losses kind of dampen what was a spectacular, for the most part, a spectacular s- September and, and October for Brett Bielma's program. So we'll just have to just buckle up and see where Saturday takes us. My three to nine wins projection is right on the nose. <laughs> uh, I, I will say I had them at seven and five before the season started. There's still a path to seven and five, although but if they do finish seven and five in the regular season, there's gonna be a lot of uh, unsatisfied Illinois fans. But mm-hmm. still, it's the program's already achieved its first winning season since 2011. It's the first time they've won seven at least seven games in the regular season since 2007. Uh, so it's just. Uh, speaks to kind of the sad state of affairs for Illinois football, but uh, still a lot to play for because they still do have a shot at the the Big Ten West yep. uh, title and a spot in Indy uh, two weeks from now for the Big Ten championship game. So uh, it's going to be a wild and crazy Saturday, so we'll see what unfolds. And we, we had a texter wondering, and I don't know if there's been any official word if Brett Bielma is going to coach the, the game tomorrow. I, I, I haven't think. heard anything official. Uh, I know he uh, he's pretty active on social media, mm-hmm. although there are you know, rumors of Twitter burning down on Thursday <laughs> night, but it's still standing apparently. Uh, I know he did tweet out a few photos of him and his mother uh, this morning. Uh, and again, just going back to what Illinois released yesterday, he was scheduled to meet with uh, reporters here in Champaign around 11 a.m. on Thursday, which he's done ever since he's been here. And uh, they, they canceled it about 40 minutes or so before he was supposed to, to speak with them and at the time just said respect his privacy, but haven't heard anything to indicate otherwise that he wouldn't. I think just talking to some people, I think how he is, He's a very private person, but I think he understands, and I'm sure his mother would understand this too. Uh, he's got a job to do on, on Saturday again. I'll, he'll probably coach with a heavy heart, but I'd imagine you'd see him on the sidelines and then whatever services, things he has to do uh, in, in the week ahead, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll deal with as well. Yeah, and just going back to, to the start and everything that was going right for the Illini and what hasn't been going right is – the. the it was almost mistake-free that they played there for, for that six-week stretch, right? They're, they're winning in the, the trenches. They're not making those costly penalties. The special teams were coming around even as Caleb Griffin got hurt. And those are the, the little things that, that make good teams great. That's why Maryland almost went into the big house earlier this year and knocked off Michigan because Michigan made mistakes. So mm-hmm. they happen. Good teams, bad teams, they, they, they'll all do them. If Illinois can limit that kind of stuff, it'll keep them in the game just because as, as good as Michigan is on the mm-hmm. offensive and defensive side, they're not super electric as no. far as offense. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to hold the ball. What is mm-hmm. it? Both teams top five in, in time of possession, and, and they're not really a, a takeaway machine kind of a team. So there, there's no reason uh, outside of injuries. Also, they stayed really healthy through mm-hmm. the middle of the year, and now – Getting into November, guys are, are bang, banged up, and some guys are, are now done for the year. Yeah, obviously Chase Brown, the, the status of him, whether he'll play on, on Saturday, uh, I'm sure that was – I know that was going to be one of the questions our Bob Osmussen asked Brett Bielema on, on Thursday if he was able to talk to him, and obviously wasn't able to do that. So wait and see whether number two suits up for the Atlanta on, on Saturday after leaving the Purdue game late with a uh, – a leg injury, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, Illinois, like you said, Evan, they, they really played kind of mistake-free, complimentary, Bielema ball mm-hmm. uh, in, in September and October. They were opportunistic with their defense, 
it wasn't like the Lovey Smith era where that was a main focus was <laughs> turnovers, forcing takeaways, and yet Illinois was able to do that at, at such a consistent rate. And they just had kind of a formula there. And in September, it was take an early lead, then let the go let the defense go make plays, and then slowly just kind of chip away, chip away, chip away. Give the ball to Chase Brown. Give the ball to Chase Brown. <laughs> give the ball to Chase Brown again. And not let Tommy DeVito really kind of make mistakes. And I think he's more than I think DeVito's more than just a typical game manager mm-hmm. at quarterback, but you haven't really seen the full go be a playmaker. Exactly. Yeah. You haven't had to rely on him to, hey, let's throw the ball downfield and, and make some plays. It's more let's throw some short intermediate routes and uh, avoid throwing some costly interceptions and avoid taking some sacks and again, then let the defense go make plays and uh, I think what was kind of alarming about the the loss to Purdue last Saturday was the penalties first and foremost obviously whenever there's 12 penalties that's never a, a good thing and sure probably two or three that are pretty questionable and had fans you know typing furiously into the keyboards <laughs> or on their phones about what a disgrace this this call was well it's not changing it they made the call it stands <laughs> no matter how much you complain about it or anything like that it's it happened Okay, let's let's move on. It'd be different if you know they only had one bad Devin Witherspoon pass interference call. Yeah, the fact that they had eleven other penalties besides that is is pretty. That's uh, not something you want to see, especially out of a veteran football team like Illinois has. And uh, you do that on Saturday against Michigan, it could turn into a uh, pretty long morning afternoon. Yeah, the the line I used in the post-game show after Saturday was they played an emotional game, and you can't play an emotional kind of game, especially with the emotions that are going into to Saturday as well. Got to, you know, clear eyes, full heart, can't lose, <laughs> like uh, like old, old Coach said on, on Friday Night Lights. But And just to, to touch on Chase Brown before we bring Bob in here, you hope he goes, mm-hmm. and, and if he can't go, you hope that he comes back before <clears throat> the end of the season because he was having such a great year. I think he's 200, maybe a little over 200 yards away from the single mm-hmm. season record. And, it, you know, the, the team kind of taking a tailspin. And if Chase Brown doesn't get to go over, get over the hump for, for that, it, mm-hmm. it would leave a, a sad, a, a sour taste in your mouth. But, um, We'll see if he can go and and if they can get him healthy. Before yeah, but he's having, he's having a historic season here in in, in Champaign. Uh, 1,442 rushing yards, a little low on the touchdown numbers. Only seven rushing touchdowns, though. Mm-hmm. He's got three touchdown receptions, I believe. Anyway, uh, he's fifty eight yards from uh, fifteen hundred yards this season, which has only happened twice in, in school history with Mikel Shore in twenty ten and Richard Mendenhall in uh, in twenty in two thousand seven. Uh, so it's just a a breathtaking season, and we had kind of inklings that he would have a potential breakout season mm-hmm. like this. He rushed for just over a thousand yards last year, and pretty much only eight or nine games played. He missed a few games early in the season. Really wasn't able to get things going until about October last season. Uh, and just the way he's been able to manage the workload, too. He's got 280 carries this season. He's 15 <laughs> away from breaking the single-season record of 295. Uh, or 294 is the record established by Robert Holcomb uh, back in 1997, and which is only 11 games. And if, he play, if Brown plays tomorrow, you'd have to think he – gets at least 15 carries maybe even the first half yeah at the rate that, uh, <laughs> that's what he does <laughs> the rate Illinois uses him um but still just the the way he's excelled and uh just got such a cool backstory too with his twin brother Sydney being here and he's just kind of been always a uh 
a model representative of this Illinois football program, uh, even through the, the coaching change from Lovey Smith to Brett Bielema, and uh, he's emerged this year as one of the top running backs in, in the country. And uh, you'd hate to see him not be able to play these final few games just because he's had such a tremendous season and been such a uh, critical part of this Illinois offense. Yeah, and 13 games for, for their record-setting years. Um, Mendenhall had 262 carries, mm-hmm. and LaShore had 281 carries there for 13 <laughs> games. And, and, yeah, you know, that's what I, I was sitting there after the Indiana game when he had, like, 33 There's carries. Series, think, or, yeah, 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 and you're like, man, he's going to get worn down. And then mm-hmm. the last play that, that really doesn't even matter in a Purdue game, and he mm-hmm. rolls his ankle. I mean, that's just that's just how it goes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very unfortunate. And uh, then again, if he's not able to go or isn't it full strength or whatever, uh, curious to see if Josh McCray's able to go. Uh, he's had injuries pretty much derail his sophomore season. Uh, if he is able to go, though, he's a, a big running back uh, who has shown before that he can run well against Big Ten defenses. Mm-hmm. If not, Reggie Love, the third, Chase Hayden, they've shown flashes, just not on a consistent level uh, like Brown has at all. And then again, if, you know, maybe Tommy DeVito has uh, another breakout game, obviously was very precision-like in the mm-hmm. win at Nebraska in late October. Again, like we mentioned earlier, Evan, just the the downfield presence. You know, you'd love to see hooked up with Brian Hightower for a few catches down <laughs> the field last week, maybe stretch Isaiah Williams out and just get him not only in space but further than three or four yards past the line of scrimmage and see if he can make some plays in, in the passing game as well. Plenty to talk about here on Funky Friday Sports Talk. It's also an Illini Friday brought to you by OSF Healthcare. They want you to be the best you possible. Whoever you are, wherever you're going, go to osfhealthcare.org slash mission. We've got more on this football game tomorrow against Michigan. Next, we'll call Bob Osmussen, who is, I believe, still on the road headed up to the big house or the region of the big house to, to cover the game tomorrow. We'll get his take on the game and college football and whatever else here on Sports Talk. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Funky Friday Sports Talk here on DWS. There's the man's entrance music. It's time for the world, according to Bob Osmussen. On the road, sounds like he's in uh, no man's land. He's, he's somewhere between Champaign and Ann Arbor. And I thought I saw some snow from the band headed up there. You guys experiencing any inclement weather? It's fine. It's a little bit of snow, but it's not like looking like... Uh Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer and like that. There's no lizard coming there. No, we don't need a red nose here. We're good. <laughs> we're, we're fine. It's so far, it's so good. So it'll just be cold. Um, on paper, Illinois is 18.5-point underdogs. Do you see it as that wide of a margin? I do not, actually. In the paper, tomorrow I'll spoil my pick. I picked Illinois to lose that game by four. No, thirty-five, thirty-one, Michigan. That's my call. We'll see how close they are. So, if that is the final score, I, I can imagine that it's on the back of Blake Cora mostly for Michigan. But how do you see the Illini finding success on offense tomorrow? I think they're going to have to throw the ball, uh, and we don't know the status of 
of Chase Brown, but I assume he may may or may not play. That one of those is going to happen. But I think they'll have to throw the ball. I think Tommy DeVito is going to be, be a big key for Illinois tomorrow. I think he'll find he'll spread the ball around. Tight ends will get involved. The running backs will get involved. Obviously, receivers, Isaiah uh, Williams. So I think I think Tommy DeVito has a good day tomorrow. That's the way to beat them. You cannot beat them running the ball against them. It will not work. So I think that's what's going to have to be. And I think Illinois will have a chance to win the game. But I think Michigan will hold on and win in 35-31. Bob, uh, you've made several trips to the big house. It's been a while, though. What do you right. what, what do you like about the venue? What do you dislike about the venue at all? Uh, it's overrated venue, actually. It's like a just big giant bowl. It's not very impressive at all. Uh, to me, it's not even close. Ohio State is such a better stadium, such a better venue, such a better, more impo- imposing. Whereas Michigan, to me, is like okay, they dug a hole. Put a bunch of seats in, and you know, and they go crazy. And the fans, actually, I would say the fans in Columbus are better than the fans in Michigan too. They're not listening to this. They're so sure they're going to win this game tomorrow. They're not paying attention. But they, I just don't like the attitude in Michigan. Honestly, it's my theory. Fair enough. Uh, what does Illinois have to do well tomorrow to uh, to pull a stunning upset, which has happened in the past? And you write about that in in Saturday's news Gazette. I've seen that happen twice, and it should have been three times because Illinois, Illinois tied one game. I think, I think Michigan had ten fumbles, lost four. That game was tied. Illinois could have won the game, but I think yes, I think this can happen. Illinois is going to have to be clean. Not a lot, not a lot of turnovers, maybe no turnovers. Uh, few penalties, which has been a problem the last couple of weeks. So play clean, get some breaks. So uh, I think a defense defensive score for Illinois, uh, a pick six or a fumble return for a touchdown would be critical for Illinois tomorrow. I think they have to do that. If they want to stay in the game. Things are going to have to go well. And this team, this Michigan team, even though they weren't tested in non-conference, they're really good. They're a playoff-level team. But I think Illinois can, can beat them if everything goes well. Get in the world according to Bob Osmussen here on Sports Talk. You, you said Isaiah Williams, and I look back last week, the the, the passing game, although not uh, as efficient as it's been in the past, they were throwing to the tight ends. They were giving some jump balls to Isaiah, or not Isaiah, to, to Brian H- Hightower, but they didn't really get Isaiah Williams involved. And I don't know, do you think that was according to game plan, or, or they, they just couldn't find a way to get him the ball last week? I, I think they would, I think they do what what they can do. I think they, they don't try to force things, which I think is why DeVito has been really good about not tr- taking care of the ball this year. So I, I think that was just kind of with the way the game worked out. I think it, last week, clearly to me, Purdue was hell-bent on stopping Chase Brown. They made it. That was their, that was their mission. Well, but I think Tommy DeVito has a bunch of guys he can throw, throw all the ball to. I do think this high dance will be a critical part on a cold day. just seems like that's what you do. You look back uh, to 1999, tight ends had a big game that day, too. So it could be that kind of game. That game was four different guys that got touchdowns. I think that could be the case here as well. Is, Maybe three guys. Is there a possibility that, that Michigan could be overlooking this game, considering what's uh, around the corner next Saturday? A thousand percent. Yes, of course. Because actually, 2007, 
without any doubt in my mind, Ohio State, when the Illinois came there, was not even thinking about Illinois. They had no idea they had a game. They thought they were, they thought the team was coming in and lay down because they had Michigan the next week. So I think the opposite is true here. You got Michigan looking at Ohio State. It just said like Warren. Ohio State, they're looking ahead of that game. But, yes, they're 100% danger, in danger of not taking this game seriously enough. In fact, the Illinois lost two in a row makes that even more likely to me. Bob, uh, I know you watch all 68 bowl games that there are out there these days. I'm exaggerating. I'm exaggerating on the number just slightly. Really? Uh, what uh, what bowl game? If you had to sit here right now in in mid November, I know there's still two games left. Potential for them to play in the Big Ten championship game. What bowl game to you? Just kind of where do you think Illinois is going to wind up at? I think, and I'm gonna say this: it'll be wrong. <laughs> I think Illinois will go to go to Nashville. Yeah, Music City Bowl. I think I think the Music City Bowl is exactly where Illinois should go, where they want to go, and be a great thing for the fans. It's a drivable trip for a lot of people. I think it's six hours away. I think that's where they should go, and I think that's where they will go. I think if you're in Hawaii, you'd probably want to one step higher, maybe play in a January 1 game, but that's the third or first. That's close enough. So I think Tennessee is the way to go. Nashville is a great stadium, a great venue, a really, really fun city, a drivable. So I think that's where they should go. That's my guess. And the other, would you would you prefer a trip to Florida, <laughs> Citrus Bowl? It's not the Outback uh, Bowl anymore. It's the Relia Quest Bowl. Yeah. I don't like the name. I don't like the I name like, either. But, uh, yeah, I don't like that at all. And I'm not a real big fan of Florida, the state of Florida. Uh, so I, I'm I'm fine with wherever the I'm not even sure I'm going. So that's the first question. <laughs> but if I, if I do get to go, I, I like to go wherever. I, I don't. I've never thought. Warm is that big of a deal. It's winter. We're supposed to be cold in winter, and football is meant to play be played in cold weather in the winter. So I think Tennessee is fine. They go to New York for the Prince Drive Ball. That'd be cool. But uh, and obviously, Florida would be okay. That game would be fine. But I think really at this point, if you don't know why, you're going somewhere, you know that you're going somewhere, and just make the best of it. And I think they will do that. Um, just in case you're wondering, Bob, and I know you're in the hinterlands of Michigan right now, but I uh, was just communicating with Kent Brown a little bit ago while we're on air, and uh, Brett Bielema did make the trip uh, to Ann Arbor. He will coach in Saturday's game. Uh, okay. Joey Wagner from 247 Sports had the first tweet about that about 10 minutes ago. But uh, okay. it, is, it is confirmed that Brett Bielema is on the flight to Michigan and, and will coach uh, in Saturday's game uh, two days after finding out his mother Marilyn uh, had passed away early Thursday morning. What does that do for Illinois? Just having Brett Bielema in attendance tomorrow at all at Michigan Stadium. It, it's huge. He's a rock for that team. He's what they rely on in terms of motivation, in terms of making sure everybody's where they're supposed to be. So I, I think it's huge. Obviously, he's going to be very emotional. Okay, and I, I admire him doing that. I think whatever he wanted to do, honestly, would have been fine. Would have been fine. If he wanted to not coach the game, he could have done that. But I honestly, I expected this to be the case. I think most people know him. I expected this to be the case. I'm guessing his mom and dad, over the years, have talked about this kind of scenario. And I obviously, 
your heart goes out to his family, uh, especially his dad, who's been with somebody for 60 years. Mm-hmm. You know, awesome guy. They have awesome family. So you really feel for them. But I do think, for his sake, for the sake of the team, it's going to be better to have him out of the game. Maybe, hopefully, take his mind off the troubles he's going through right, right now for a little bit. And I think it's critical to the team. I really do. I think it's, they have a chance, a better chance to win with him on the sidelines as opposed to not. And, of course, the team, if they're human, which they are, they're going to be ultra-motivated to give their coach a win. I think there's no question about that. So can they change my score about tomorrow? I think I'll <laughs> nah, it's too late. I'm going to stick with 35 or 31. I think Illinois has a better chance to win than I said five minutes ago. That's true. It's all right. We uh, we do have one staffer uh, making picks tomorrow that does have Illinois going down for uh, a win. Oh, uh, and that's Joey Wright. He's uh, got uh, okay. he's got the Illini winning thirty to twenty seven in overtime. He's got that youthful optimism. He may have been coerced into you. it, uh, being a rookie on the staff. <laughs> don't, do that, don't, don't tell people that. Just <laughs> giving them kind of a peek behind the curtain. Pick from the chart. Yeah. Pick from the chart. He thinks Illinois is going to win. Good for him. I, my main thing there is keeping the first place in the overall season standing. <laughs> you I are. You're, you're seven there. and three. Everyone else is on the struggle bus, so Bob. I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. But I, I do think Illinois, I really honestly you know, think Illinois has a chance. I think the fact that their head coach is going to be there helps, a lot, helps that a lot. Again, I've seen this. I, 1999, I was driving up to that game thinking, I talked to Lauren saying, there was literally no chance someone was going to win this game. We were both sitting there saying, what's going to happen? We were thinking about Ron Turner getting fired. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about that. It was literally on the way up. What could they hire that? We replaced Ron Turner. And we're driving up there. I've never seen a game that was more surprising in terms of how it went. Mm-hmm. In fact, the Illinois was down. They were dead. They were down 20 in the third quarter, late in the third quarter. Came back, swarmed back, and just played a great second half. And the most shocking game, best game I've ever seen as a reporter. Well, and, and, what, and, and what's surprising, too, about the, that 1999 season, and, and everyone obviously remembers that that stunning comeback at Michigan and the Rocky Harvey touchdown dive in the end zone and things like that. Illinois, they obviously went on to a bowl game that year, RIP, Micron, PC.com Bowl, which is no longer around. But they they played Penn State the following week. In back in Champaign and lost. Penn State was ranked second in the country at the time, so no. Right. But then after the Penn State game, that's when they rattled off four straight wins, including wins at Iowa and at Ohio State, because I think a lot of people, when they think back to that season, they think of the Michigan game, okay, that was the springboard for their success, and true, it was. You know, who knows, was. And who knows how different their season could have been, but it's not like they immediately followed that up mm-hmm. with another win the following week. It had to, they had to lose again before they then kind of right. rolled off the, the big winning streak to, to end the season and finish 8-4. and four. Matt, the other game that season, people don't talk about much. They should. Illinois lost to Indiana. Mm-hmm. Antoine Randall, Randall L., great player. I think he's still running he's for yards. <laughs> awesome game. One of the best games I've ever seen by a player. He beat Illinois back single-handedly. And they also lost uh, week before Michigan, which I wrote about for the ball, against Minnesota, got smoked at home. And Ryan Turner got so mad at his team. Next day, Sunday... It brought the team out, put it in full pads, and made them beat each other up for two hours. <laughs> and I was not, normally I would meet with Ron Turner on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Normally I would do that. And that day I was told, "Don't come over here. You're not going to be with Coach Turner." I had no idea what was going on. Then I found out I, they're going to practice. 
and two hours beat each other up because he's so mad. So, Bob Osmond, him getting that back together. Bob Osmond here with us on Sports Talk. So we're, we're looking for an Illinois win tomorrow, but that, that could not end up happening. But if Michigan loses to Ohio State next year, next week, is there still a chance for them to get in the college football playoff? No. No. But what can happen, absolutely no. But what can happen is, let's say Michigan wins the next couple of games, beats Ohio State, Ohio State could get in the playoff as maybe a three or four seed. Because I think Michigan would move to two. And so I think Michigan and Ohio State could both get in. We'll take the Michigan win the Big Ten. And Ohio State not lose again. So I think that's very it's possible. Not not for sure, but possible. Because I think Ohio State's resume right now, with the win against Notre Dame, is more impressive than what, uh, what Michigan has done. So I think Ohio State has a chance to make it. Big Ten could have two teams. I think that's fair. So we'll see but what I happens. Also think, I also think Ohio State will beat Michigan. So then I don't think that's going to happen. Because <laughs> I think if the Buckeyes are, that's not going to be a team in the country. But I think if Michigan wins, there'll be two teams from the Big Ten. Yeah, I don't, I don't see him getting past Ohio State either. And maybe Illinois can knock him off tomorrow and make us all feel good because who doesn't like to see Michigan lose? So <laughs> that's what we're going to hope for tomorrow. Are you guys staying up late to watch Illinois basketball tonight? I'm planning to, yes. We're, we're a couple hours away from our luxurious hotel. Man, it's five-star. That's that okay. Yeah, whatever. I don't, I don't approve. I just, just make sure you get and there. It's, it's a Detroit, Detroit Super Marriott. But uh, we're going to get it out there probably just in time for tip. So, yes, plan. my plan is get some food and watch the game. Just don't oversleep tomorrow, Bob. Hi, that could happen, actually, but yeah. try not to. Please don't. Try not to. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, how about this matter? I promise we'll have some stories tomorrow. Not sure where we're right them from, but we'll have some stories. Have fun, Bob, and uh, treat, Thanks, treat Joe Vaselli and Anthony Zillas kindly. I will. Right. I definitely. I'll, <laughs> buy, I'll buy dinner tonight. <laughs> I know you will, Bob. I know you will. Thanks, I will. Bob. Absolutely. Thanks, Bob. That's all we will. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya. See hey, Bobby. appreciate it, Bob. Thanks for chatting with us here on Funky Friday Sports Talk. Safe travels to them as they are headed to Ann Arbor for the football game tomorrow. We've still got basketball and volleyball tonight, women's basketball tomorrow, although that will be internet only because of the football game, and then volleyball and basketball again on Sunday. So we've got it all for you here on DWS. we got to get in another break, and we'll keep this thing going. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Back on Sports Talk here with Evan Kahn and Matt Daniels. Got Illinois volleyball coming up. Illinois basketball in the Continental Tire main event. Tip-off roughly 8.30 p.m. here tonight. Other college basketball games going on. I guess last night, talking about enjoying Michigan losses, Michigan basketball falls to Arizona State, who sometimes has good teams, sometimes don't. Depends on how much they're cheating at the time, so... I don't know exactly what state Arizona State is in, but uh, Michigan has fallen, and we're seeing uh, that a lot this year. I watched a little bit of it last night, not much, but saw a few possessions and uh, just saw how big Arizona State was up on Michigan, I think right before before halftime, and 
kind of interesting for me at least with those two programs when they play because Bobby Hurley's the <clears throat> Arizona State coach, Juan Howard, the obviously the Michigan coach. <laughs> I didn't see if they survived the handshake line last <laughs> night, but I assume they did. I haven't heard anything about it today, but uh, yeah, we'll see. The we've got what three and a half months left of basketball, and a little bit the of time. Big, the Big Ten is going to be uh, helter skelter unsure of what's going to happen again we're going to find out a ton this weekend mm-hmm. about illinois uh especially tonight facing the number eight team in the country in, in ucla and an experienced team who's also got a mix of really talented freshmen as well and again illinois you've learned i guess through the first three games that terrence shannon jr is really good <laughs> um again it's kind of I'll be interested to see if he can go through the lane uncontested and rip off a tomahawk dunk against UCLA mm-hmm. uh, compared to Eastern Illinois and Monmouth at all. But he's really good. I think you just want to see kind of some consistency uh, from the veterans, especially guys like Coleman Hawkins, RJ Melendez. Uh, they've shown flashes so far this season. Melendez seems to hopefully kind of be figuring it out. Um, Jay Neps had a really good game Monday night, uh, five and nine from three. Sky Clark, I think you're still kind of waiting to see kind of his – his breakout potential mm-hmm. and, and also too Matthew Meyer uh, guy with so much hope and potential and promise and high expectations you know when he when he announced he was transferring from Baylor to Illinois a lot of people said okay slam dunk <laughs> top transfer in the portals coming to Champaign NBA draft pick well through three games so far he's really struggled mm-hmm. uh, especially offensively but if he can Again, if you have a big game against UCLA on a national stage out in Vegas, if he's able to do that tonight, that can completely flip the narrative and, and give him some confidence. Uh, you know, Brad Underwood said it's kind of like he's getting his sea legs under him <laughs> as he adjusts to a new program. So, yeah, a lot of questions, and then it doesn't get any easier, too. This is going to be a good weekend for Illinois, not only with playing UCLA uh, late tonight, but then on, on Sunday afternoon, you either get Virginia or you get Baylor. Uh, and those two teams sure know how to do a heck of a lot of winning. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's just kind of a prove-it weekend for Illinois. I mean, if you beat UCLA and then can beat Baylor or Virginia, you're probably looking at a top 10, maybe top yeah. 5 team uh, in the next AP poll that comes out on, on Monday. You split, probably stay where you're at, maybe move up a few spots. You lose both. I don't think you drop entirely out of the top 25, but you fall mm-hmm. in a few spots for sure. And yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's going to be an interesting weekend for, uh, not only Illinois basketball, but, uh, Illinois athletics as a whole. Yeah. So much going on. And, and as far as basketball goes, Brad Underwood talking this week said he would lean on the veterans, but then you look at the box score from Monday and Jay Nepps, freshman mm-hmm. leading the way off the bench with 23 minutes, Sky Clark playing 21 to 26 mm-hmm. minutes. Um, if, if the veterans aren't bringing it, he, he's got freshmen there waiting, and, and I don't think he's going to be afraid to, to throw them in the moment. And these freshmen don't strike me as guys who are going to be you know, starry-eyed in the bright lights. That they could take the moment and run. Yeah, no, exactly. And, uh, yeah, we're just kind of waiting to see if Sky Clark can kind of put together that complete game so far. Epps obviously showed a great ability to score uh, on Monday night. Ty, Rudger, Ty Rogers is, I'd say right now, kind of like DeMonte Williams just kind of does everything uh that needs to be done not mm-hmm. all the gritty or not all the glamorous work he does the gritty work <laughs> um and not a freshman either but a newcomer to this team and that's dane danger uh he's just kind of emerged so far <laughs> this season i mean double figures his first three games two double doubles in his first two games this season 
highly productive off the bench. Again, though, that that's what's kind of okay. Or they haven't played anyone. Yep. No offense to Eastern Illinois, Kansas City, Monmouth. Maybe they make a run in their league, or maybe they make a run in their conference tournament and end up in March and end up in the NCAA tournament. But they're not. Illinois just manhandle them. They mm-hmm. overwhelm them. Uh, and they're in three games, and that's what you should do against low major teams and at your home arena at State Farm Center in Champaign. And I'm imagining Illinois will travel very well oh, out yeah. to Vegas. Always have a, do. Exactly. Have a good uh, contingent of Illinois fans, probably better than the other three mm-hmm. programs, most likely. So uh, see how that factors into tonight's game at all and, and also on Sundays. But, uh, yeah, it's just uh, you get to see where Illinois stacks up uh, among the top uh, basketball teams in the country this weekend, so it should be pretty cool. Yeah, I don't think it's a definitive answer, but we'll see where Illinois is at at, mm-hmm. at this point, yeah. right? Because if, if you do it against UCLA or Baylor or Virginia, you you can't say they didn't do it against anybody. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, maybe three months down the line, the, those teams fall off. I can't imagine I that with UCLA. Mm-hmm. Can't imagine that with Baylor. Mm-hmm. Virginia, you never know. That's but true. but uh, we, we had, because face Virginia football earlier mm-hmm. this year, had their beat writer on. Mm-hmm. Sounds like they're pretty high on, on them and, and think that they can get back into it. So Yeah, exactly. And those are wins that not only look good, you know, a week before Thanksgiving, they look good in mid-March mm-hmm. when the selection committee gathers and analyzes every team's season and, and you don't want, not that they would fall into necessarily a bad loss if Illinois were to lose to UCLA or lose to Baylor or Virginia, mm-hmm. but those can only help your, help your resume and help your, help your pitch to people that, Hey, Illinois basketball is, is relevant and, and here to stay on the national stage. Going to play a lot of good teams this weekend. Got maybe another top 10 team in Texas just around yeah. the corner. Mm-hmm. Syracuse as well. So as many paid games, whatever they are here in the early season, the the competition will ratchet up before we know it. Can't overlook Linden with the day after Thanksgiving, though. That, that belly full of turkey. You never know how you come out and shoot. So... It starts with UCLA tonight. Also, volleyball. We'll uh, take a look at uh, the schedule so that you know what to listen to and when to listen to it. And we'll wrap Funky Friday Sports Talk next. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Closing minutes of Sports Talk here on DWS with Matt Daniels and Evan Kahn. But it doesn't end with us. We'll take a, a, a brief break here for about 30 minutes, and then Illini Game Day coverage will get started at 6.30. We'll break off for volleyball against Michigan State at 6.45. Tim Dittman will have the call there. You can listen to the radio broadcast on HMS and then join back up with DWS after the volleyball game if you so choose. Tomorrow, you heard it, early Saturday sports talk with Steve Kelly and Lauren Tate. So get up early, staying up late. Game against Michigan tomorrow. Game day coverage starts at 9, 11 a.m. kick. We know that for sure. Could get flexed like 11.02, but you you, you won't be too messed up with, with that start time. And women's basketball, internet only. And then Sunday, we won't know until we know. Mm-hmm. But uh, volleyball will be here at 1 o'clock against Iowa for senior day. And then we'll join up with basketball as well. So that's it. 
so I, I hope you have something to fill the pages of the News Gazette with. Oh, we have, yeah, we have we have plenty. We've got uh, Scott Ritchie on the ground in, in Las Vegas this weekend covering Illini basketball. We've got uh, Bob Osmus and Joe Vizzelli Jr. and Anthony Zillis on their way to Ann Arbor for football. We'll have Colin Likas out in Williamsville tomorrow for Unity Football's uh, Class 3A state semifinal game over in Sangamon County. Uh, and we got Parkland Volleyball playing yep. in Cedar Rapids, Iowa tonight in the national semifinals of the NJCA Division II National Tournament and chance to win a second straight national title Saturday night. So uh, Joey Wright will be reporting on that remotely from here, and I'll be trying to put it all together in the pages <laughs> of the News Gazette in a coherent manner. So uh, I'm not a coffee drinker, Evan, but uh, I might start this weekend. I, I wouldn't blame you. It's that time of year. Mm-hmm. It's it's what we do. So yes, exactly. get ready to jump on it. You know, uh, that's a good. That's I see what you did there. <laughs> that was impressive. Yeah, yeah. So the party's just getting started. Make sure you come back, join Lauren and me for pregame at six thirty. Hopefully, we keep it all sorted out. Cody Bellinger was non-tendered a contract, so baseball's still staying in the headlines. Alex Reyes non-tendered, mm-hmm. so that's still going. Football's still going on at the NFL level. If you have interest in that, but every team really around here isn't particularly good so um we don't need to talk about the bears yeah yeah we'll just stick to illinois sports because football seven and three Mm -hmm. basketball's got a big chance this weekend Mm -hmm. we'll break it all down right here jump on it jump on it there we go thanks matt news talk 1493.9 fm wdws champagne urbana little bit of sound on and then we'll be back for game day